Hey guys, welcome back to the Gorgie Zillennial podcast with your girl. This episode, I basically delve deep into how I deal with being super hypersensitive and how I basically uh, navigate through this experience. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you do, please read it five, out of five out of five. If you don't, please still rate it five out of five. Send it to your mama, send it to your daddy, send it to your grandmother, send it to your auntie who you think needs a hit. But send it, aight? And uh, enjoy! Um, at work last week, um, one of my very best mates, um, we were having a conversation and I said something and he goes, whoa, you, you need to go back to grade 10. Wait, I need to go back to grade 10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to go back to grade 10. I mean, you're Zulu. Your Zulu sucks. No, it's it's really bad because I <laughs> I can't actually grasp what you're trying to say. Oh. Um. Okay. I didn't feel bad when you had said that because I have heard comments like that. Well, not exactly like that. That I actually knew to go back to grade ten, but I've always been told that no, my Zulu is is a bit shaky. Um, so I'm like, you know what? Let me actually have another opinion. Let me ask, um, another colleague who I talk quite a lot to, who is a really good guy, by the way. I don't think anything bad of him or whatever. Like he and I, like he and I are cool. We're cool. And I asked him, I'm like, so what do you think? What do you think of my Zulu accent? I mean, like, do you think it's bad? Like, I am asking you because I know you will tell me the truth. And he's very much like an upfront guy. Um, No, he doesn't sugarcoat things. He just tells it like it is. Um, And he says straight to my face without any hesitation. I don't care. Wait, what? Um, yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't care to answer your question. I don't I don't care to answer this question. Oh Okay, okay then. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good talk. Good talk <laughs> um, In that moment I felt I felt very bad. I was hurt um, I took it quite personally So much so that I kind of like wanted to like choke up a bit yeah 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 um because in that moment i don't know i felt really i don't insignificant like i didn't matter my thoughts didn't matter you know that perhaps i was asking a stupid question you know i felt embarrassed and um i told my friend about it and she went oh no that is super rude i'm like yeah that is so rude i mean i got over it but yeah i i took it i took it quite personally and it it really makes me wonder why 
why am I so sensitive? Why do I have to take everything so personally? I, I mean, I wish I didn't take it personally, you know? Because I know his intention wasn't to hurt me, you know? I, I took it I took it quite personally. So I wish I wasn't so sensitive. Um, I tried to use my logic and my, you know, way of thinking uh, when it comes to treating people, you know? I always consider other people's feelings in whatever I do, in whatever I say, I care about how it lands on them, you know? And because I care about how it lands on them, whether they are a stranger, family, friend, um, you know, anyone that I know, don't know, I, 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 I care, you know? So it makes me wonder, oh, okay, perhaps why are you not prioritizing my feelings? Because I, I always prioritize yours. I always prioritize everyone's feelings. And I'm not even talking about him. I'm talking about, you know, anyone that I've <laughs> felt like any kind of like negative, well, not so positive feeling, you know, when it comes to things that I've said and done to me. I'm like, why, why don't you prioritize my feelings? I always prioritize your feelings. I always care about, you know, how you feel. I always care about what I say, how it lands on you. You know, am I that insignificant? You know, do you do you say this because you know that I'm not going to do anything? I mean, is that why you treat me the way that you treat me? You know? So, I, I, I really do wish I wasn't so sensitive. So, I was, I'm trying to work on it. So, I watched a TED Talk. Not on how not to be sensitive. <laughs> because there are um, positive attributes that come with being sensitive like people that are sensitive are self-aware um they're a bit more empathetic um which makes them really great um mediators and um active listeners i i like the word empath I like empathetic listeners but my friend doesn't like the word empathetic listeners she prefers the word active listener so they're really good active listeners um so i i don't want to like kill like my sensitivity no 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 I just want to try and live in harmony with it. So um, one of those ways is to learn how to not take things personally, you know, because sometimes it's hard to not to. It's hard not to because in everything I do and I say, I put my heart and soul into it, whether it's my work, my cooking, my cleaning, like everything, all of my actions, I put my heart and soul into it. Well, not all of it. I'd say like a huge chunk <laughs> of it. So if someone critiques it or uh, discards it, I'm like, oh, okay, ouch, you know? So yeah, I was watching this TED talk and um, the only thing that I can remember him saying was just always think about what the other person's intention was, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, on that day when I was speaking to this colleague of mine, he, it, I think it was a Friday, and it was like a Friday afternoon, like late afternoon. We were literally, like literally about to like knock out. And I'm like, okay, perhaps he just got off the phone with like a manager or something. And he got real annoyed by them, annoyed 
by them or um, he was um, tired you know so he felt a bit irritable or he probably just generally did not have the energy or the emotional capacity <laughs> to answer it because he was just so darn tired it was like a Friday it was five o'clock he probably just wanted to go home you know so I just want to kind of like train my brain to like look at like the bigger picture you know and realize that not everyone has like malicious intent when they say something to you that may rub you the wrong way you know so yeah we're all about character development here on this podcast things that come with being like really sensitive like not just emotionally but actually like with your senses you know it's one of the reasons why I'm so um I wouldn't say I'm afraid but I'm like so super hyper aware of like my surroundings especially when it comes to like human people (laughs) human people I said human people you know God bless the people that say that I bless the people that say that I am eloquent because I really don't consider myself eloquent. I'm like, what are you saying? You don't know what you're saying. I barely know how to string words together. Like I have like two and a half languages in my head. I like my like every second sentence I say is probably grammatically incorrect (laughs) so i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what you're talking about but like when i see like a group of people it may be like hard to like for me to like approach them or even if it's like not a group of people you know if i just see people just like chatting or you know it's just it's it's quite overwhelming for me and not because it's like a group of people that you don't know and stuff like that but mostly because it's like it's just a sensory overload for me i don't want to use the word shy i'm actually going to edit like my podcast description from like shy to like someone that just is prone to feel social discomfort because that's I feel like that's the more accurate word for it I just feel social discomfort you know I'm just taking a lot of like (laughs) things in you know so I'm trying to like observe and see okay what kind of crowd is this are they approachable will they like me you know um like I don't know like 50 percent 50 40 to 50% of the time um well mostly because I am afraid of rejection I most probably won't approach them you know so then I'll just keep to myself and then I was reading this uh book because I was trying to work on my hypersensitivity <laughs> um I forgot what it's called um the empath's guide to survival and just like a side note, I actually don't like the word empath. I remember like two years ago when I discovered this word, um, I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of like, 
um i'm a, like i'm a fay with these attributes that come with like being an empath and then i google the word and i'm like oh basically an empath is just like jean gray or charles xavier from the x-men because this person can read minds they are able to like read minds they have like these telekinesis like if i have like telekinetic powers i'd never have to worry about like paying for wi-fi because i just read people's minds and take their wi-fi password i'm joking i'm joking i would not do that that's stealing but I'm like, okay, this is this person is not real. Like the 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 concept of an empath does not exist at all. You know, it would be pretty arrogant of me to assume or presume that I know exactly what you're feeling. I know exactly what she's saying. I can get an inkling, right? Perhaps if I'm really close with you, spend a lot of time with you, I know what you're like when you're in a good mood. I know what you're like when you're happy or like just emotionally like neutral right so if i feel like um you're not behaving like your typical self then i'm like oh okay probably something is up not because i like friggin read your mind or something where i like felt you like your aura like whatever no (laughs) so i was reading this book and it mentioned that you know if you stay by yourself and don't try to like um talk to people talk to strangers because you're afraid of rejection um you're not being rejected you're the one that's actually doing the rejecting i was like oh okay okay but like i typically do what i always do no matter where i'm just like i i don't like to i don't want to say shapeshift i like to use the word adapt so how i adapt is that i use (laughs) my extroverted persona which is not me being fake i'm being absolutely real it's just like a version of myself because i do enjoy being around people i enjoy building you know human connections and you know relationships i revel in that (laughs) basically you know um i'm a bit of both extroverted an introvert i'm an ambivert basically i'm an ambivert that's an actual word i'm not sure if it's abrivert or ambrivert um it's been quite a while since i've actually done the test <laughs> but um stopped with an a ends with an art i'm sure you'll find it if you google it um yeah so i just basically switch on my extroverted persona and i try to put myself in their shoes i'm like oh okay so how would I like to be approached how would I like to be spoken to and that's just typically how I do it so that we kind of like match each other's energy and if I feel like you probably like not like I don't know like oh my god it's so super happy to meet you like then I I know how to tone it down a bit I bet like I said I know how to like adapt to a person's persona you know so that I don't overwhelm them or underwhelm them you know so that's basically how i try to sort of like fix my social awkwardness because i wouldn't consider myself to be bubbly even though that's what people describe me as people describe me as bubbly you know you know speaking of perception one of the annoying things that was passed down to me by epigenetics by my dad by baba is that i i kind of care about how i am perceived and i guess 
I mean, that's probably one of... Not... I mean, it's one of the reasons why I am a people pleaser. I can, like, literally trace it back all the way to, like, primary school. Like, I've, like... I've had, like, a lot of, like, like baby traumas <laughs> in primary school. I mean, like, I had a blast. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still, like... I still chat up. I'm still mates with, like, most of my friends from primary. But, like, yeah... I remember this one time I was in grade three, I was eating my sandwich that my mother so lovingly made for me. Um, and then um, a classmate of mine says, hey, can I have another half, the other half that you're having? I'm like, yeah, sure, have it. I was really, really hungry, but I'm like, yeah, sure, have it. Like, why am I, why am I saying no? Like, what reason, what possible reason do I have to say no? No, it's mine. Go get your own. No, I gave him the other half. And then even though I was incredibly starving, I took a bite and then a different classmate says, hey, yeah, can I have the rest of the sandwich that you're eating even though you only took two bites of it? And I go, oh, oh, oh I, I hesitate. <laughs> so, I, so I'm like, uh. And, just, and, and then they're like, no, can I, like, may I have it, please? And I'm like, well, I'm like, but I'm hungry. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm hungry. Like, and then they're like, you know what, Lou, you're so stingy. I don't know what kind of family you were raised in. You're like, so... I'm like, okay, fine, T take the sandwich. Uh, I will just let my ass stomach acid just eat up the entire lining of my stomach. It's fine, just take take the sandwich. Just don't label me. And I think that's kind of like also when I started caring about like public image or public perception because I, I, I don't like being labeled. Don't, don't label me. Don't put in, I know exactly who I am. Don't, please. So I guess that's why it kind of hurts when people, if people call me selfish or fake. I take things like that really personally because I consider myself to be really genuine, authentic. So, um, yeah, if someone asks for something, whether it's, um, I don't know, no matter how much it affects me, I'll make sure it's done because I don't want them to think I'm selfish. But also, but also, I mean, like, there, personally, I don't think there's anything, like, wrong with people pleasing. I believe that there's, an there's, like, a balance. Balance is important, right? Because also... My people pleasingness, Google it, it's a word, people pleasingness, it pushes me to help people. It's one of the reasons why I'm actually able to get my job done because like, oh, I feel so sorry for you guys. Like, let me help you. Let, let me assist, you know? So there's honestly, personally, there's really, really nothing because it be because also I feel good. It feels good. It fills up my tank. I guess it is a version of being selfish. Yeah, I guess it is a version of being selfish. Because, I mean, like, I'm filling up my tongue by helping you. You're actually helping me to sleep better at night, you know? <laughs> you actually help me not to feel like a piece of trash. So thank you. Yes, I will do this incredibly favor, incredible favor for you, even though it costs me absolutely nothing. And even if it does cost me, like, a whole bunch of some things, I'll do it. Because I don't want you to think I'm a bad person. <laughs> but mostly because I want to help you. I promise it's because I want to help you. I promise. <laughs> but um yeah i mean like yeah sometimes you just also want to keep the peace hey like you, i like like i mentioned before i enjoy harmonious relationships i like everything to be smooth i like everything to be like mellow no bad bad vibes no conflict oh my gosh i detest conflict I detest, I hate it. It makes me feel unsettled. I feel really unsettled. I don't have my wits about me when I feel bad vibes, right? I don't like it at all. So I try to, 
you know even if i like that's why initially like with the incident i mentioned before if something that you say rubs me the wrong way i'm not gonna like, confront you about it i'm not gonna say anything because most of the time um i'm like okay can i actually overlook this incident and like nine out of ten times i actually can i can just let it go um because yeah it's I, yeah i just like pfft, it rolls off my back after like 15 minutes of like completely sobbing about it <laughs> and like venting to my friends um about how ill treated i was um and then i'm able to let it go um but yeah i'm not gonna like make a scene i'm not gonna make an event out of it i'm just gonna like let it go and most of the time i do i let it go. do you want to know how much of a people how much i detest conflict yeah because i hate conflict so much number one right i've had three interviews my entire life for work and each time they ask me how do you deal with conflict i'm like oh i don't i avoid it by any means necessary if i feel like something is about to like escalate to another level that i cannot deal with now you know what you know what i take full responsibility for everything it is my fault Yes, 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 yes. It's my fault that you spilt your own coke in on your laptop. Yeah, it is my fault. But just, let's just move past. You want to know how bad or good I am at avoiding conflict? This one time, uh, this was like a, this was a few years ago, and um, my neighbor, she lives across me. Um, she was basically venting to me about her son and how unhappy she was that her son, how dare he marry someone from like another religion. My son married someone from another religion. I'm like, oh, shame. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened because like they're not having like, I don't know, they're just not getting along, you know. And then she says to my face, literally, she said to my face, she said it like, like right to my face, literally, quite literally, you know, you are the only pretty black girl that I've ever met. Yeah, yeah, in, in those exact words. I am not exaggerating. I am not. Those were. This is not a hyperbole. This is not a hyperbole? This is not a hyperbole. Those were her exact words. And you know what, in that moment, I really did, honestly, I did not take that personally because I know she was in emotional distress and she was not getting along with her daughter-in-law, you know, but like a part of me did like want to correct her, yeah, I really did because like if she spoke like that to someone else, they would probably like punch her in the face or worse, take her to court <laughs> because it's illegal to say things like that, um, so uh, yeah, and me in me correcting her then i don't want to be then it was just like uh it's just like a whole conversation that i was just not in the mood to have a conversation that i'm never in the mood to have you know because then i have to explain and then it's like oh i I did i did not want to go like through like that so i let it slide a little go but yeah best believe that she has made comments like that after that so it's cool it's cool it's cool we're not friends but um, yeah, I like harmony. I like peace, you know. But I, I, I wouldn't say to like my detriment because it's not always about what you say. It's about how you say it. And I always believe that there is a nice tactical way that you can convey an idea to someone without being rude. You know, you can. There's always a way to protect their ego. Ego. 
you know what, maybe that's just like not a way that I can um, not take things so personally. It's just realize that it's my ego talking, you know, so if I just keep her at bay, if I just tell her to like relax, you know, then probably I wouldn't be so like butthurt about it. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, like, who the heck am I? I just need to, I just, just like, I just don't like the feeling of just being hurt or offended. Like, I just don't like be, being so easily offended. I feel like I would navigate this world way easily, way easier if I was just, if it just wasn't so easy to offend me, you know, just realize people's intentions, realize that their intention isn't to hurt you, there's not any malice towards it, you know, realize that it's my ego talking, you know, don't care so much about public image, don't care so much about what people say about you, you know, it's okay if people label you, I mean, you know who you are, um, you know, you know, how you operate, you know your values, you know how you're designed, you know. I don't want people to like put me on some sort of pedestal saying that, um, oh, um, she's so great, she's an angel, you know, she's like morally 100% like perfect, like I don't want that because it's not true. So, I mean, it would be nice if people thought of me some sort of angel, but I mean like it's not, it wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world, but my word would that be hard to live up to because I, yeah, this, this angel will slip, she will fall, she will crack her skull because she's so incredibly clumsy and lacks grace. That's why I named this podcast The Golki Zillennial because I wouldn't consider myself one to be particularly graceful, even though that's how my friend Lisa described me back in high school. And in my mind, I'm like, damn, girl, I was like far from the truth. I thank you. <laughs> like, very much. But yeah, learn to live in harmony with it. Learn to work on it. Because I also realized that trying to navigate this world, hoping that no one triggers me, is going to be a nightmare. It's unrealistic. So I'm working on myself. And this is a work in progress. So do I have the answer to how to fix me? How to fix sensitivity so that you are one with it um no darn goodbye